All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Uh, things are mostly well here. I want to bounce an ethical question off you to begin. Um, Dude, I'm off. I'm awesome with the ethical questions. So I am, uh, um, and I'm I'm, I'm going to give you the story in bits and pieces, so that like uh, you maybe make a decision, and then I come back at you with something else. Or does that make sense? Like, yeah. yeah. So I get a call um, last night, yesterday. I get Sell a-, a quarter of it and then cut it with baking soda. To- <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I was I was jumping to the end. I was guessing. Sorry, yes, go ahead. well, that's always a good that's that is a good tactic. It increases profits. Um, so I'm I'm booked tomorrow night, Saturday night. We're record we are recording, ladies and gentlemen, on Friday night. Uh, just so you know, we post every Monday, and uh, but we record different times during the week. And right now, it is March 18th, and we are recording. I am booked tomorrow night, March 19th. I have a one night gig. And I got a call last night uh, from a booking agent that said, hey, this is how the conversation went. I answer my phone. I go, hey, what's going on? He's like, are you booked this weekend? I said, yeah, I got a a thing. He goes, oh, all right. Well, I I needed someone to open for the uh, Impractical Jokers in Fort Wayne. Um, All right. uh, Yeah, I got to find someone to do it. They just had a fallout. I went, okay, thanks for thinking of me, man. I appreciate it. And that was it. Um, Do you know who the Impractical Jokers are? Oh, yeah, that show's yeah. great, man. They're fucking, they play arenas and theaters. I would have done two nights opening really? for Really? Yes, I that's what he's saying. I didn't know they did live shit. Oh, I yeah. thought they just did the, because that's like a hidden reality, or a hidden camera show. Right? And I don't, it is, and I don't know what their live show is like, but they are selling out arenas, and they're doing two nights in a big theater, and that's why he called me to open, and like, I I, this happened to me once before where I had an opportunity to make a ton of... This is a different situation, but what 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 would you do in a situation like that? Keep the, the one-night gig you already had or throw it under the bus for the opportunity to go play a theater with, you know, big household name celebrities? I mean, I'd like to say go do the theater, but if, if you think the one-night thing is going to burn some bridges... For the future, I mean, that's that's a tough one, you know? It's a good answer. That's because I said I was going to tell it to you in pieces. The one-night thing is booked uh, by another booking agent that runs, has a lot of ties with some very powerful clubs. And, like, the A-list clubs that you all want, the clubs that use celebrities also. Like, the you got the Amy Schumers that are doing arenas, but below her, these, you know, like the improvs, you know, I'm not saying it's the improv. I'm, I'm trying to be somewhat, but either way. So it, it would have burned a bridge. Yeah. And the other thing is it's not about money, but this one night gig I'm doing tomorrow, I'm doing seven shows at a comedy club in a couple months. And I am earning more doing this one night gig tomorrow than I will earn doing an entire week of seven shows at the comedy club. So oh, nice. It's a well-paying gig. It's a really good gig, and I would have burned bridges. But, And here's the other part. I've opened up for celebrities in the past, and you have that, like, crossed fingers, hey, maybe they'll say something to their manager about me, and it's never happened. I've been doing this a long time, and they don't watch you, or they live in their own world, like just most of them. Yeah, they're, they're in the green room. Yeah. And so or whatever. this could have been absolutely nothing. But, you know, when I didn't do it, now I have in that little back of my head... What if one of them would have just popped out and gone, hey, I like this guy, you know, like... Yeah, but ultimately, I think it was, it was the right choice because, for one thing, you're not 
out with the guy who was trying to book you for the theater. He's not pissed off at you. No, no. He called you a few days in advance. If anything, it it sort of makes you seem like a a little bit more of a commodity that you can't just, what? Yeah, I'm here at a moment's notice. Like, oh, well, people book me because I got shit going on. Exactly. And the other thing I thought was that uh, what would it be like, hey, you got something going on? Oh, yeah, but I'll cancel it for yours if yours is better. Like, it's, it's more honorable to let them know, hey, you have a great gig, but I'm committed to this other one, and I, I'm a man of my word, just like the Joker. I'm a man. Right, you're word. not burning a bridge with that guy by any means. That, that one's still open, and you're keeping the bridge open with uh, the other one that you're doing tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, and I did shoot the guy an email today saying, hey, I really appreciate you thinking of me for that gig. It means a lot that that you thought that I could handle a big theater gig like that. So, all right, well, I thought you might have... Uh, I'm glad, I guess it's like the other week when we agreed on things. It's, it's nice to hear that I'm doing the right thing because, like, I'm not beating myself up for it by any means, but I do have that, like, 90% I did the right thing and 10% that says, yeah, but what if you took the powerful gig and the manager was there? But, you know, the way Lydia put it is, okay, this wasn't your big break because it wasn't your big break. You know, maybe there's still something in the future for you. Who knows? Right, right. I, I think it was smarter keeping both uh, avenues open, that kind of thing. Well, there you go. Listeners, weigh in with your opinions. By the time you hear this, it's uh, it'll be two days too late, but uh, what would you do in the situation, listeners? Would you be Actually, since he's or? already made the choice, tell him he did the wrong thing, <laughs> listeners. Make him regret it, you know, because it's not like he can go back in time without a time machine. Not Honestly, yet. If he did discover a time machine and this is the one thing he changed... It's kind of a it's kind of a weird thing to waste a time machine on, you know. Not uh, not killing Hitler. Not uh, I would be greedy. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I was there. You go betting on sports. I was gonna say I wouldn't uh, kill anybody or change history that way. I would just be a greedy fuck and like uh, go back to the eighties and buy a bunch of stock in Apple and then go to the nineties and buy a bunch of stock in Amazon and Starbucks and that's that's all I would do so that. Then I would come back to the present and be like, oh, look, now I'm rich. But would you really want to come back to the present and skip all those years? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because, like, why the, not just stay my pre- because my present is not too bad. You know, I love my wife. I love my kids. You can't really plan that. Like, oh, shit, I better make sure that I still end up at this place to meet my wife. You know, like you, you, you change one thing and you change everything. So I would want to like send myself yeah, a you, note are you that afraid says that you would come back to the present. And there would be like another Timmel there who had stayed, and now you have to fight other Timmel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that stayed in the past and kept those stocks going, and now you and him have to fight to the death. But I don't he's think a little bit that's younger. not how time you know works. I don't think you double down. I don't think you. That's you're thinking cloning. Who's cloning? I'm just moving around. It's one one me jumping throughout time. I'm not cloning myself. This isn't multiplicity with Michael Keaton. But if you leave the past, if you go back to the past and then leave the past... I'm already in the past. I would go back to the past and just sort of, like, the, the, the me in the past would still be doing whatever I'm doing, and I would just sneak into a bank... Like, in the past, I lived in Wisconsin. So the, pres- the, the, the me of now would travel back to that time and go to New York and buy the stocks. Like, I wouldn't even go try and interact with myself. I would just, like, stay out of my own way. You would, you would just leave little notes... Just little, just little clues without actually seeing well, I would, yourself. I would be able to go back to the, pa- you know, and like write it down like, okay, when I get back to the future, this is the bank account it's in. But then the guy who's been being you since the, the, the time you left the notes, and then when you get back to the present, what if he's still there? You know what I mean? 
No, no, no. Here's the problem. What the problem is, is I go back in the past and I do this and then I get to the present and then I try and cash in all these stocks and the IRS says, hey, you haven't been paying taxes on these forever because I didn't know they existed because I didn't tell me in the past because I didn't want to change the present. <laughs> and so then I go to jail for tax evasion for become a mil becoming a millionaire without telling myself because yeah, I didn't want to yeah, change I, anything I, and fuck I up my own history. I think this stock thing has gotten way too complicated. I think you should just keep it simple. <laughs> go back and kill Hitler and fuck it. What, there we go. Just go back and no, kill no, Hitler. No, 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 no. Do, do what Michael J. Fox did in Back to the Future. Go back and try to hook up with your own mom. That's what you should do. That's what you, you know, it actually turned out pretty good for him somehow. So. That's, that's what anybody should do with the time machine. In fact, that's probably the only reason scientists are trying to invent time machines because they want to hook up with their own mom. Dude, yeah, there's... Those scientists are freaky Sigmund Freud-like bastards, man. Uh, Oedipal bastards, I would think. All right. Um, do you got anything you want to talk about quick, or do you want to jump into a topic? Anything interesting happened to you, Jake? Anything fun? Anything exciting? Um, no, I, I'll, I'll just go with the topic, man. Do you got one? Well, what we talked about last week off the air that we we've been, yeah, that's what I was gonna, we've been yeah. hinting at, but uh, for listeners, I don't know if you ever saw it or paid it any attention, and, and chances are you didn't. Al Jazeera America, the news uh, service, is shutting down. It's not like it's going bankrupt, but it's so massively unprofitable. It it, it burns through money, and uh, is it Qatar? I think Qatar owns it. Yes, yeah, Qatar. Yeah, yeah. And, and as rich as they are, they're like, they own Al Jazeera, the parent network, and they're like, you know what? We have money to burn, but this is just silly. We're, we're not going to keep throwing money at this. And it's sad because it was a really good news. I follow them on Twitter. The sad thing is, is I can't even complain because I didn't watch them. I liked them when I did turn them on. It wasn't you know, people yelling at each other for 30 seconds and a bunch of did talking. Did they even have a cable news channel? They did. They did have a, yeah, oh, they they have, did? yeah okay. and that was the thing is when you would turn it on, it was actual news. It wasn't people yelling at one another. Right. And it was, it was really good news too. It was, uh, things I would not find in other places like the, the, um, when they found the, 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 there was a study that said by 2050, there will be more plastic in the ocean than fish. And that's fucked up to think about, but no one else is reporting on it. Um, well, yeah, dude, out in the Pacific Ocean, that's just because of the ocean currents, that's where a lot of that shit ends up. And there's basically yeah, that, a that swirling yeah, plunk that. A chunk of plastic that's like two miles deep and as big around as Texas or something yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Yep, and, uh, well, there's someone that's got a way to clean that up now because kids are, that's what they do is they invent shit, but... Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, just it, little things like that, like uh, just news stories that the the regular, you know, American news didn't cover because they're just yelling about other shit. Um, well, that, that's what they'll do, is they won't be like, okay, here's 10 minutes of a news story. They'll be like, all right, we're, we're, we're going to do this story for 10 minutes, but what we're going to do is we're going to give you 30 seconds of the news story, just a quick little overview, and then the rest nine and a half minutes is going to be two random jackasses that you've never heard of yelling at each other over satellite. And that's, I mean, but that's what people want. That's what draws the ratings, which sucks. And that's what I don't like. And that's, I mean, I don't watch any TV. And that's the other thing you and I talked about off the air last week when we, is part of the reason this fails is like, I just use my phone for the news. I just click on stories. I don't watch any network. And that's why 
Maybe I'll follow Al Jazeera regular on Twitter now because whenever I would see an interesting story on there, I would just click it. I didn't make as much as I say it's sad they're going out of business. I didn't support them. I just follow them on Twitter and click on stories. Well, I, I actually did get their their apps, and, and and just out of curiosity, when when I mean, you mentioned a few weeks ago, maybe maybe talking about this, um, I I got both of them. There's actually an Al Jazeera America, and then just a, one that just says Al Jazeera English. You know, it's your regular one in English. And oh, so it's the regular Al Jazeera one, just only for English-speaking nations. Yeah. I, I should mean, download that. Well, and the thing is, is, I mean, just like the Guardian and the BBC, if you go on there, you can scroll over and find a section that just says U.S. and Canada. So I think what they what they realized is like, hey... News is really kind of becoming globalized like everything else. We don't if, if, if most people are getting this shit off the smartphones apps, we don't need to pay for a big fancy headquarters in America to have Al Jazeera America. We can just send our reporters like we were doing before and they can just download our app. Um, we'll advertise a bit there and they can download our app and go to the um, U.S. slash Canada section while you scroll over for for the different sections, you know what I mean. They have Europe, they have Africa, they have Asia, they have all different kind of stuff. And U.S. and Canada is on there, just like every other like like really big uh, kind of international news thing. You know, like like it's it's in a different country, but it's just known pretty well worldwide. They they all have that, so there's no reason to actually have. Yeah, I know they can do more in-depth. I know they can have the cable channel, but everybody here hates watching news on the TV, unless, except for, Except for I, people I with emotional issues that want to watch the yelling, that yeah. like the, the garbage. Well, here's the other thing is, after the siren goes by, yeah, you have to wonder what they were thinking up front. Like, who in America, other than elite intellectuals and non-idiots, because I'm not saying we're intellectuals you or I but just the general population of America who is going to tune into something called Al Jazeera like that just was Muslim you know not 11 you know it, it just it had that going against it to begin with they had it going against it with with some people you know maybe on the far right or whatever but I I, I think, think in the far right and the scared center I think a lot of centrists don't would just hear Al Jazeera and go I don't know well, yeah, I think pretty much anybody in the middle would, would be, I would think, at least neutral about it. Because if, if, they're, if they're releasing news over here, like, are, are they really, you're you going to pay to make a newspaper that says, we're going to get you? Like, is that <laughs> is, is that what the fuck they're going to do? No, man. I mean, that's that's silly. But I I can see why they would want to do it just as as journalists. It's it's it's. It's a challenge. It's something bold. It's something you, you know, like no other uh, news source is really doing. Like I'm, I'm well, other I'm than gonna... NPR, they just they literally wanted to be another NPR. We will report news. We will not be a right wing or a left wing. Yeah, but voice NPR box. isn't isn't like they they don't have the funds to to get themselves a cable channel. And Qatar was like, we well, have, they have unlimited PBS. oil money and. Is that NPR? Yeah, it's all public broadcasting. It's the no same thing. No shit. Yeah, yeah well, I, I knew it was public broadcasting. I, I didn't know they were that closely tied together, man. But I mean, it's, it's, that makes it's, sense. it's, not, it's, it's kissing cousins. It's, it's not the yeah, exact yeah. same thing. But at the same time, NPR, I would... 
they, they have a lot of like programs with uh, talking and I'm going to say discovering, like they'll do Fresh Air, which is interviewing authors or Science Friday. Right, right. So, they don't have in-depth reporting. Like they are yeah. literally news. They will say this is what is happening, whereas yeah. Al Jazeera was going to say this is what is happening. Let's examine the root causes why. And that's right. why it's fucked up whenever you hear anyone say, oh, NPR is liberal news. Like, no, they literally just say the desk is brown. They, do, they don't put any slant on the desk. They don't put any bias. They report left and right, and they, they invite Republicans on just to say their piece, and then they don't slam them. That's the other difference is they don't invite a Republican on and say, well, uh, Senator, your position sucks, and here's why. They just let the Senator speak and say, thank you for right. being with us. And that's it. They, just, they, they report both sides of the aisle. And so it's it's just stupid when shitheads say oh, it's liberal bias. No, it's called news without a slant. Well, I'm I'm sure they got some talk shows on there that are that are pretty left leaning. But as far as the news itself, yeah, it seems like they just kind of cut and dry, straightforward shit. But I mean, I'm actually kind of uh, I'm kind of glad Al Jazeera America is not a thing anymore. Now, and not because I thought it was bad news. I thought it was good news. I just I respect them. For just closing down, you know, they I, they even said in the article that I read, like they wanted to produce news that wasn't just jackasses yelling at each other. More or less, what we were talking about in the beginning, and I think it's cool that they were just like, well, uh, the idiot. That's not what America Trump wants. Supporting chuckleheads, yeah. <laughs> they 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 want this, and Kim Kardashian dash, and we're not going to provide that, so we're just going to pack up and fuck off. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like. I respect that a little bit. Instead of going like, okay, well, let's do what the History Channel's doing. Let's, let's you know, let's sprinkle some aliens in there. Let's let's sprinkle yeah. some some reality TV. Oh, oh I know. We could get a, 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 a Palestinian family and and uh. and an Israeli family to switch moms, and we could film it all on TV. It'll be like, well, wacky, yelling at each other. Can't eat the same kind of shit. Well, that's um. What, uh, I think we lost Jake. That was the problem with the Learning Channel. Uh, Until, like, we I, definitely I lost you. All right. I, 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 I couldn't tell if you stopped talking or if we lost you. Hello? But we, yeah, we're here. We're, I'm, are you back here? Oh, oh, cut out. Yeah, you completely yeah, yeah. cut out. But that was what I was saying is that was the problem with, um, what you're saying is exactly what happened with, uh, TLC. It's that was called the Learning Channel, and they had, somewhat, if I remember correctly, educational programming on when it was founded, but nobody was watching it, and then because they needed to survive, Honey Fucking Boo Boo is on the Learning Channel. Like, what is that teaching America? How is that learning? How do you really, how do you wrap your, or like you said, the History Channel. The History Channel, you used to be able to turn on any time of the day and get an update on World War II. It was all World War II documentaries. Now it's fucking aliens and truthers and just nonsense. Right. So they, they, they very easily could have gone that route and they didn't. So I, my hat's off to them for that. And it's, I mean, I, I do respect them for that, for not selling out, but I, I wish in, in my own way, and again, this is me being a hypocrite and not supporting them, it would have, nice, it would have been nice for them to say, all right, maybe we went in expecting to make too big a splash and thinking we were going to like fucking grab this market and we didn't. Oh, well, we're going to be the best little goddamn niche market possible. We are going to just continue to hold our heads high and people that find us, find us and people that don't, don't. 
Well, I think they can do that through the apps, man. I, I think they were realizing that the people that are that are into that kind of kind of you know like outside the box news, a lot of them aren't sitting in front of a cable. You know, like they're not they're not sitting in front of cable. They're on the internet. They're on their smartphones. They're on that and. They have Al Jazeera English. You you could still access a lot of that stuff. I mean, they may yeah, not have as many staff over here doing that. They may not have a cable channel on network TV or whatever, but you could still get uh, Al Jazeera news coverage of the U.S. and Canada. All your, uh, I mean, a whole section of it. You can you can scroll by section. You can have it mixed in with all the other stuff. You could, yeah. The the news apps are great, man. All right. Well, do you have anything else to say on this, or before we beat it to death? I think we're both on the same page with it. Uh, no, I think that's that's it for me. Oh, something, something crazy happened, man. A, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know if this is true. I, I haven't really been able to look into it, but apparently, uh, the the farm that I was stationed at in Afghanistan got overrun by the Taliban. Oh, ouch! Uh, were there still Americans there, or it was just you? Just mean that section of the country? Because it would have made news if if an American base had fallen. Yeah, it would have made news, man. I'm I'm guessing they probably turned that over to the Afghan army. Like it was a small. Yeah, bomb, and then dude. the Afghans lost it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. yeah. Then at first, like, but, but my my friend had told me that. Like, yeah, if I heard that. I'm like, ah, kind of fucking sucks. Uh, but this is the same guy that I, I ever tell you about the guy who I I, I hid gay porn and all of his equipment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, 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 the people that replaced it because they they. We got replaced slowly because you had to fly in on Blackhawks. You know what I mean? And so you couldn't do a whole unit at once. And so uh, he, he left in one of the earlier groups. I, I, I left in one of the later groups. It was, it was there like, I don't know, maybe a week or two longer. And uh, the guy that, that moved into his room found some gay porn that I hid in that room. <laughs> to ask people about it. And so... I'd like to think that uh, the Taliban are going through all the books because there was this little common area where people would, you know, you could hang out. There, there was like little books in there and just kind of shit to do and, and uh, you know, board games and stuff. People would, people would just take extra shit that they had and leave it there. And uh, I I put it in a bunch of his books and a bunch of his books he took there and left. So I'd like to think right now that the Taliban are going through some of those books and just finding gay porn all stashed <laughs> around them. I I would not like to think that because you know that's going to get them all worked up and then they're just going to go fuck some little 10-year-old boy and that's sad. I mean, what's sad is they're going to fuck the 10-year-old little boy either way, but I don't think America should contribute to their fucking 10-year-old little boys on any level, even if it is the hilarity of them stopping into an American base and finding leftover gay porn. Hopefully the Afghani soldiers that were there found all the gay porn and just cornholed one another instead of fucking 10-year-old little boys. Well, if I remember right, this gay porn that I left there, it uh, it was not like, it wasn't, uh, what is it, uh, twink, twink porn? It wasn't twink porn? Like I, it doesn't matter. Dude. I think it's just but whatever. It was like the, two the, big guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but they'll just see big. the penises and get all turned on. And I mean, for listeners that don't know what we're talking about, as Jake and I have talked about this to death, is the Afghani uh, um, rural habit of uh, 
fucking little boys, you know, of keeping the man servant yeah, chai boys, yeah. yeah. And so that's There's that's a where, documentary about it called The Dancing Boys of Afghanistan. It's pretty fucked up, man. Yeah, and, and we've talked about this before, but if this is your first time tuning in or if you didn't know it or if you just caught us later, we used to talk. But it's yeah, that's the whole thing. thing is, context. <laughs> yeah, it is for me to just say, well, they're going to see gay porn and fuck a little boy. But that's the whole point is, yeah, sure, they'll see two, you know, adult cocks, but then, you know, they're going to turn on the boys, which is sad, unless they've, you know, I, I do they... Uh, I suppose there were a couple, you know, I, the soldiers would tell me that, uh, sure, if there weren't boys available, they'd just have see two guys wandering off into a field to fuck one another. So maybe they did see the gay porn and decide, hey, you know, maybe instead of, uh, you know, raping a little boy, we should just do this to one another. And they did that. That's the hope. Let's let's hope that your gay porn saved a little boy because two Taliban fighters decided to fuck one another instead of the little boy. Yeah, if we can go that far with it, I, I'd like to think that maybe some uh, high-up commander found that and it uh, it brought a whole new uh, progressive outlook into his mentality. And he just completely was just like, all right, man, free love for everybody. And, uh, you know, there's no more... No more burkas and honor killings and no more... Uh, well, that's not going to change. No more but I would sex just... with, with kids. Uh Basically, what we're saying is, Jake, you're a hero. No, no, you're a, you're a hero. That's what we're saying is, Jake, you're a hero. I think that's what, I think that's what the focus is. Your gay porn is transforming Afghanistan one failed American fob, well, one failed Afghani soldier fob at a time. Former American fobs. We didn't uh, fail, but uh, Afghanistan failed itself. No, we failed pretty hard there. I. Uh... <laughs> I, uh, I, I always thought I was a hero for hiding gay porn and all my friends' equipment so someone else could find it. But now, now, now I know that. I, uh, I, I, I don't know if I... On the podcast. I don't know if I ever asked you this, but uh, how did you get a hold of the gay porn? Did you write to America? Because it's not for sale there, but did you write to your friends and or family like, hey, can you send me some gay porn? Don't ask. Well, no, they, what they do is there's these... Uh, or would you go on leave and come back well, with gay porn? No, I, there's a lot of church groups that send care packages, and you can put in requests, you know. And <laughs> so, uh, no, that's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, I know. I, I, I saw some of those care packages, and it was so funny. You'd go to, like you say, the the recreation area. Yeah. And the shit people would send, you're like, dude, are you just like cleaning out your closet and sending garbage? I can't think of anything off the top of my head right well, now. People but send I, a lot of candy. I, I'd give it to the kids, man. I'd always have people send me candy and any extra candy. I'd always give it to the kids, you know. Anyway, so how would you get the gay porn? I, I asked my girlfriend at the time to uh, send oh, me okay. the gay porn. And how much did she send you? Like, He's, I mean, how much? Oh, you, you said that, if I remember correctly, you got a couple magazines and then you just tear the pictures out and put pictures everywhere. It's not like you were shoving entire magazines all over the place. You were just putting pictures in a lot of places, Yeah, right? well, she was sweet enough to cut the pictures out for me, so I just <laughs> had the gay porn. I didn't have to deal with any of those bullshit articles, you know what I mean? Why pay to ship over articles I'm not going to read? I just needed the cocks, the cocks and anuses. Now, why wouldn't you read the articles? You don't know what gay uh, fan fiction erotica is like. I don't. I mean, if you're stuck in Afghanistan, why not read the uh, the the article in a gay porn magazine just to see what gay porn articles are like? I'll bet it would be more interesting and entertaining than articles and straight porns. I say that only by default, man. Like it's it's got to be it's got to be better than that. I mean, people always say they're a playboy for the articles, but I. 
half the time, even the interviews weren't interesting. They might ask interesting questions, but unless you have a super interesting, the one, the one Playboy interview. I, yeah, I, I, I read uh, Manhole Monthly uh, just for the articles <laughs> myself, actually. It's, I, I wish I'd have had her send those articles now. I think the last Playboy I read was when Die Hard 4 was coming out, and they were interviewing Bruce Willis, and he was saying, this is the best one since the first one. I can't believe we did two or three. Those were so bad. But number four is going to be awesome. It's so good. I'm so proud of this. And then I saw it, and it was such a piece of shit. And you're like, does any... The thing I hate most about celebrities is when they... You know, anytime a film comes out, they say, this is a great film. And then two years later, they throw it under the bus like, well, you know, I was just promoting it at the time. They're worse than politicians. They're, they're like... I, I, I love it when you hear about a celebrity, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, that literally just, like, doesn't do press for a movie. They're like, you know what, I'm not going to go on Letterman and say go see my movie because this one sucks. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I mean, on the flip side of that, it'd be a little weird if they were like, well, I'll give it a 7 out of 10, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that would, what? What the fuck would that, like, the, the producers would murder you. They would have you killed if you well, did that, that. That's what happened to Shia LaBeouf, is uh, he said bad things about uh, Indiana Jones, and then everybody got pissed at him, like Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg were saying, sometimes you just got to shut up and sell the car, I think was the quote, which is just, you know, fucking just get out there and sell it. Yeah. But Shia was trying to say, well, you know, I'm signing up for Indiana Jones because it's Indiana Jones, and this is what it turned out to be sorry you know like i i found that refreshing and honest the fact that he said it kind of sucked because it too, really sucked i think i think like age and how long those guys have been successful plays a big part of that oh it's, yeah it's kind of oh, yeah. like i i feel like that's a, why harrison ford is still successful and shia LaBeouf is not an a-list star anymore <laughs> well yeah because okay here's the thing uh stephen king They've made a million shitty movies off of his fucking books. Uh, a million, right? But he will put his name on all of them. Why? Because they pay him to do so. However, one of, if not the best movie ever made off a of Stephen King book would have to be The Shining, you know, uh, and Jack Nicholson. In the and he would not put his name on that. He was yeah. like, they did not follow the book. And that's some other bullshit. That's not my book. You cannot put my name on this. It's Stanley Kubrick Presents. Fuck you. Right. That was that was a sort of younger Stephen King. That was the one who was, you know, obviously he was still a uh, big. Um, well, he was back then. He was for a the big Shining, author, but he was huge. Now right. he's a legend. There's right. a difference. Now but, he's yeah, a that, fucking. That's what I'm back then he was famous. Now he's infamous. Back then he was a big now author. He, yeah. Now he's Stephen fucking King. Right. Exactly. So he was worried about. Is he is this the Frank Sinatra of the author of the of the right of the book world. Of yeah. The, of the books. Yeah. And he, he realizes that. You know, he can do a Samuel L. Jackson in Snakes on a Plane. He can just throw his name on shit. And no matter how bad this movie is going to be, he's still going to be Stephen King. So it doesn't matter. Like, he's still going to be a best-selling author next year and fucking 10 years from now because he's Stephen King. You could have Vin Diesel play every role in the movie, <laughs> and it's not going to keep people from buying his books anymore. It's not going to hurt his legacy in the slightest. And so... That's where Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford are. Shia LaBeouf, not so much. Shia LaBeouf is like a, a 1974 Stephen King. So he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This damn sure ain't going to be my best movie. Whereas those guys are such legends, it doesn't fucking matter. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Best thing I ever did in 50 years. Sure. Yeah. 
signing off, we've, uh, you, have you ever heard, and I thought this was the best quote I've ever read, Stephen King said it uh, regarding shitty movies made from his books. Uh, do you know which one I'm talking about, his quote? I Wait, guess what, not. What's up? What's up? Which one? I said the Stephen King quote about shitty movies made out of his books. Have you no, ever heard no, it? No, I haven't heard that. It's fucking fantastic. I, I don't know who asked it, but they said, you know, how do you feel about Hollywood destroying your books? And Stephen King just shrugged and said, what has Hollywood done to my books? My books are right there on the shelf. Those are my <laughs> books. Hollywood made movies. They're two different things. Right. That's fine. You know, like he did. He didn't care at all. He's like, the movie's one thing. The book is my book. You know yes. what they do with it? It's out of my hands, and that's fine. Right? Yeah. It's he's he's just looking at it like they're not making my book into a movie. Like I, I'm just selling them my book, and they're doing what they want with it. Yeah. You know? they're, they're, the book is a template, and if they screw it up, fine. The book is still the book. If, if right. I sell you a Ferrari and you wrap that Ferrari around the tree because you're <laughs> yeah. drunk and getting a blowjob from an ugly, toothless hag, that's that doesn't make me a shitty. Car salesman. It doesn't make no. me a shitty car. It doesn't make the I'm next Ferrari. Ferrari a bad Ferrari. It yeah. makes you a shitty driver. I heard. I heard people in Ferraris crash cars and get get head from toothless old women. You know, like no, it, it, it's it's unrelated. All right, kids. Uh, we went from ethical stories to Al Jazeera to Afghanistan and uh, butt fucking and Stephen King all in one podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Later.